0: Well, What's up, y'all? What? It's your
1: boy Rodney Perry, and we are live. That's right, we live. It's Rodney Perry live. We do this show every week. It's Monday. It's two o'clock, and it is absolutely showtime. I'm so excited about this show today, and uh, I'm ready to get it in. You know, I like to always get get some little mood music, get get my mind right, get me started. I just got this Kanye West, Jay Z joint. Uh, Watch the throne, man. This 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 album is off the chain. It's Rodney
0: Perry. Oh, God. And this is very very Live. I'm about to make I'm about to the They ain't I pulled up my to my other am coming to the
1: My guest for today is uh Emmy Award-winning uh, 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 talk show host, uh, uh, co-host of The View. Uh, you've seen her uh, all over the world. and She's been doing her thing. She she not only has that show, but she has, like, three other shows. We'll get into all of that. I talked to Sherry, like, a week ago, uh, and she actually got married this past weekend in Chicago, Illinois, so congratulations to her and her husband, Sal, man, they are a uh, man and wife as we speak right now, so she'll even talk about that. And uh, so this this interview is pre-recorded, but I'm live right now. You're talking to Roddy Perry live, and um, I want to shout out everybody in my chat room. I see I got a a, a bunch of guests in the chat room today. Uh, if you want to interact with the chat, you have to uh, get a name. So shouts out to my man Dre Parker for listening. I appreciate you, uh, and the people that are holding on listening over their phones, man. Thank you so much. 678, I see you uh, tuned in. I see you listening. 972, that's Texas. I see you listening. Appreciate y'all. Mr. Guest Compton is in the building. Compton in the house. We appreciate y'all tuning in. This is Robbie Perry, Robbie Perry Live. And uh, we got a lot of stuff going on. First of all, I, got, I did a movie, and uh, my movie will be screening uh, this weekend right here in Atlanta. And uh, I'm really excited about it. I did a film with myself and Tony Rock, and uh, The Last laugh, you know, we started this film, and it's really going to give people an opportunity to see us in a different light. And uh, we, we've been um, doing our, our comedy thing for a long time, but a lot of people don't know, you know, a brother acting chops. So you'll get to see that in, in this film, and it's, it's a really good movie. It's a drama about stand-up comedy, and it's not just Tony and I. It's a, uh, it's a ton of uh, great people in this movie, you know, everybody from Clifton Powell to um, to Lunell, the bad girl of comedy. So uh, it, it's going to be a great thing. I shot a video. I don't know if you all know this, but I shot a video with this young guy. He goes by the name of Tay F. Third. Tay F. Third got a video called Mailman, Mailman. I paid the an angry dad chasing after him throughout the video, so it's actually a, a hot little video. If you're on my mailing list, you can get that. If you want to be on my mailing list, send me an email, Rodney at RodneyPerry.com, and you can be on my mailing list. Um, and uh, what else is going on? My my schedule coming up. Uh, we in Nashville next weekend. Next weekend, Nashville, I'm there. It's going to be off the chisel, you understand? Next weekend, joke, jazz and Jokes in Nashville at twenty six, twenty seven, five be crazy. And the week after that, September ninth and tenth, I'm at the lab house in Philly and uh then after that I go to um Cincinnati to the funny bone at uh Newport, Kentucky. Actually Cincinnati and Newport is across the bridge from each other, so I'll be there uh October seventh through the ninth. So uh we're getting it in. This is Rodney Perry. I am live right now. Anybody got anything for me? If you wanna uh uh chop it up nine seventy two you wanna say something Hey, you Rodney, what's line, going on, what? live. What's up? Hey, what's up, buddy? It's your boy Jay, man, from Dallas, man. What's going on, bro? Oh, what's up, Jay and Navakary? What's up, baby boy? i man. Yeah, you know, I had let the let me on say your, your whole name, Jay Suerojo and uh, and uh and my, my childhood friend. We go back a million years, and uh, thanks for calling in, man. How you doing, Jay? Uh, pretty good, man, just on my lunch break, bro. About to go back in here to this cosmetic Giant Mary Kay and do some work, bro. That's about it, man. <laughs> all right, all right. I see you, bro. Well, 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 man. Thank you for uh, for calling in. Stay on the line if you can at work, man. You can listen in your headset or you can listen on your Bluetooth. And I'm about to start this interview. Going myself, Miss Sherry Shepard. This is Rodney Perry, and the name of the show is Rodney Perry Live. I'm coming to a town near you, my boy. Jay, you in You in Texas? I'm coming to Arlington. That's right. I'm coming to Texas in October. At the Arlington Improv, it's gonna be so crazy. It's so off the chain. I'm coming to see all of y'all live. Be prepared because there ain't nothing like Rodney Perry live. Shout out to Miss Dino 55. I see you. The check into the chat room. I see you, Compton. I see all the guests. Yes, 2577, 2617, 2736, 2740, 2742. Thank y'all all for tuning in to the show, man. I really appreciate y'all. This is Rodney Perry, Rodney Perry live. And oh, congratulations on smoothie. Oh, okay, okay, Compton. We met we met at the joint at the uh at the TF uh, third screen and thank you for tuning in, Compton. What wow. <laughs> All
0: right.
1: Without any further ado, we're about to get it in. Ladies and gentlemen, this is my friend, Miss Sherry Shepard We're going live, this is Rodney Perry live. What's up, y'all? It's your boy Rodney Perry. This is Rodney Perry Live. I got a super incredible show for y'all today. I'm so excited about my guest. This is one of my friends from back in the day. I mean, she's probably your friend from right now. I mean, if, if you watch The View, if you watch the Newlywed game, if you, if you got a TV, you know this lady. And uh, not only is she a talented uh, host, co-host, she's also an actor. She's also a mother. She's a friend uh, uh, and about to be a, a, a whiz I you understand, about to get it in that way as well, and uh, one, one of my favorite people on the on the earth, on the planet. Ladies and gentlemen, without any further ado, let's bring to Rodney Perry Live my friend is Sherry Shepard. What's up, Sherry?
2: Hey, Rodney Perry. Hi, everybody. How you doing, sweetie? I'm good. I I'm, I just got to weave, so I'm blow-drying my tracks. Right now,
1: <laughs> you are blow drying. You're, you know what? You know what? You know. What, let's since you said that, let's start there. Let's start okay. at the fact that one of, one of my favorite things about you is in pure comedic comedic tradition, you never let the media scoop you. You <laughs> give people your life straight out of Sherry Shepherd's mouth. Have you ever been fearful of that? Well, you know, it's so funny,
2: and you know being a stand-up comic, we, we put our life out there on the stage, and I've always done that. I've done that since I was like in grade school, and and then my father would give me a whooping and go, stop telling all our business when you go to school. <laughs> so now it's so wonderful because I get paid for it, but it it really didn't affect me until I started doing The View. Because I was used to just, okay. you know, I was really used to just kind of saying, this is what happened to me in my life. I went to jail, you know. I I went and did stuff, and then it w- it would come back, you know, it would be on TMZ or be in the Inquirer, and I was like, this is a big show.
0: <laughs> so, right,
2: um, right. But, but I've never stopped doing it because that's always, that has been me. You know, I even got a sitcom based on my stand-up comedy, and you know what happened when I went through a really nasty divorce. And the only way right. I could get through... What I was going through was to get on stage and talk about it, and I got a show from it. Well,
1: how, how, how awesome is that? And 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 not not awesome that you went through that, but awesome that you were able to take that and turn it into something positive, you know. And 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 let's let's talk about your son, who is an awesome Can I say young one thing now? I Can
2: I tell everybody one yes. thing? How tell you? Them. I'll never forget how you used to tease me because my assistant was so cute. Remember that? Because I had an assistant working for me who was so oh, cute. Oh, that girl
1: with the big booty. I said, you yes. know, get that girl away from your, this girl don't need to be around your house here.
2: You kept saying, and I was like, Rodney, you're so stupid. You don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I, wanted to, I said, I have got to tell Rodney one day, you were right. You better, hey, ladies, listen, no big booties.
0: Right, your man. But
1: but this is, this is the reality that that men and, and I, which I am one of, we are very weak individuals sometimes, and the grass seems greener on the other side until you lose something very precious like your family. And uh, yes. and I think I think that you know I would I would like to think if 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 like say for instance your, your ex husband was able to do it again that he would have made some different decisions if for nothing more than his family. You know what absolutely. I mean? Because I absolutely. Because you don't get that, back.
2: that Yes, you I know, absolutely you don't, you don't believe that. You don't get that, that back. With those words, everybody in my household who works for me has hairy arms. <laughs> I'm telling you, we yes, all you look are. like, in, in my household, because I'm getting married, everybody comes through this door, we all look like Planet of the Apes. You are so silly. You I'm don't look
1: like life. no Planet of the Apes. <laughs> Now Sherry <laughs> Shepard, uh Chicago, Illinois, uh yeah.
0: uh
1: a, a little girl from Chicago uh is now on the view, uh, is now a nationally touring comedian, is now uh hosting the newlywed game, is now uh being showcased okay. on 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 uh Sherry Sherry's Getting Married on the Style Network. Uh oh
2: did you and see let me tell you, it? I play Auntie Jordan on Thirty Rock. And, oh,
1: and the, don't even get me started on Thirty Rock. And if we really go go into the archives, let's go into Sheila Yarbrough from the Jamie Fox show. What?
0: From what? the Jamie
2: Foxx show? Yeah. That's my show, Jamie.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's you, show. you are you. You have always been a scene stealer. And and my question to you right now is: Did you see it? Did you see it when nobody else did?
2: Uh, I have known since I was a little girl I like to make people laugh i've known that I did not know i couldn't articulate I would be a stand up comic or an actress, but I knew that when when my family on Sundays when we have our annual i mean our um you know weekly variety show with the family, I love making folks laugh and um so I guess I always had that that was always my calling. I thought I would be on radio. So it's kind of like, you know, I started doing stand-up when I went to the comedy store with a bunch of my legal secretary girlfriends, and I saw Eddie Griffin get on the stage, and I saw Andrew Dice Clay, and something about I would look at the crowd, and they would move forward as one in laughter and come back. And it was like a wave, and I loved that. And I remember going up to Eddie Griffin and, you know, asking him, I said, do you think I could do that? Now, do you know Eddie Griffin thought I was a groupie? He just, thought, you know, because y'all, y'all male comics, y'all so used to women coming up, you know, wanting to get with y'all. That's what Eddie Griffin thought. I, re- I just wanted to know, do you think I could do stand-up? And he told me something that I will never forget. Eddie Griffin said, because I said, I'm really nervous. He said, do it scared. And from uh-huh. there, I just started doing stand-up. And every, I just believe when you, when you decide to step out, God makes a move when you make a move. And when you decide to step out on faith, he aligns everything up. So that you can go on that journey.
1: Let, let's talk about your spiritual walk. I think that that those of us that are that are in the business that 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 happen to love the Lord, you know, I think we have a tougher road to hold. Yeah. Do you think that's true? I mean, has, has your journey been tougher because of your your relationship with God?
2: Yeah, it has. I mean, there's some things that, you know, I think when you get in this business, you have to have your boundaries already in place. Otherwise, you'd be doing that doggone porno film going, how did I get here? Right. You know, so you definitely have to know, you know, where you stand and what you will and will not do. I have turned down, you know, roles because I said that's not who I am as a Christian woman. And I remember even when I did the movie Precious, Lee Daniel came up to me. He said he wanted me to do a line where it was a lot of cursing, and I said that uh-huh. was something I said I never wanted to do it was like a lot of gratuitous cursing because I know my nieces and nephews watch. And I swear I went in my dressing room and I prayed and I prayed and I was like, Lord, oh my gosh, what do I do here? And I went and I said I'm gonna submit because this is my boss. I went and did it. And do you know Lee Daniel took it out of the film because he was like, you can't even curse right. It didn't even it, you oh, couldn't even commit. Larry. I was supposed to be smoking and cursing. And he was like, You can't even do it. So it was like, I was like, Well, that wasn't me. That was God. He just took away my acting skills for a minute. You know, so, yeah, there are things I think as a Christian person, I go, I I just, I, for me, and I don't hit anybody upside the head with my beliefs, I can't do certain things. So, you know, that's how I feel. Now,
1: now, one of the things that I've always been impressed with, and I think this is a separate art from stand up is you always kill the couch. Every time I've seen you on any talk show, you it, it's so fitting for you to be on The View because before you got on The View, you would murder the couch. Is there an art to that? How do you prepare for the couch?
2: How do I prepare for the couch? Yeah, you know, I think, uh, let me say, I, I used to hold the record on the Ellen DeGeneres show for the guest that was the most booked, and then it was... Betty White followed me, but I think she surpassed me now. And I, they sent me back because I was really good on Ellen's couch. I think you got to go, if you're a comic, you have to know, you have to have really interesting stories to tell. Because let me tell you, talk show hosts love it when they don't have to work hard. And I'm on The View. So when we get really interesting guests and they, they come out there and they know what they want to say, they have funny stuff, I don't have to work as hard. So that's number one. They don't like to work as hard. So if you have if you come on a show and you have very interesting Subjects and as a comic, and if they have punchlines in them, the the host is going to let you go. You also have to be present to what they're saying, so it's not all about you. But I think you just got to go out there with so you just got to be interesting. The the worst thing for a host is to have a guest on there who goes, you, we ask you a question and you give us a yes or you give us a no. That because that that's dead air time and you probably will yeah. never be asked back. So when I when I do a talk show, you know the producers will give you a pre-interview and they ask you what kind of you know what, tell us what's going on. Then that means tell them what's going on. Find something that's very interesting that you think that audience will like. Whether it's I think the last time I did Craig Kilborn, my my cousin is a he's an exterminator. He came in and killed some mice and he said these are rich mice. They live in Sherman Oaks, so they, they you know I like they look pretty. I didn't even want to kill them. I, it was so interesting and I took it on Craig Kilborn. Did a whole thing on about it, and the audience they loved it. So I say, when you get on the couch, have something interesting to say because people we sitting up there on the couch and we're looking at you, and we want to hear what's going on in your life. So that's what always has worked for me.
1: Okay, let me let me rewind you, I mean, and and again I want to thank you for tuning in for uh, for coming on today. This is Rodney Perry Live. I'm talking to Miss Sherry Shepard, um, uh, fashion icon. You know, you always look incredible, Um, and tell me about... You know, can
2: I tell you something, Rodney? My fiancé, he he is not used to this kind of going on the red carpet and all this stuff, so he went and bought him, you know, he's Detroit. Sal went and bought him four really nice suits, and he was like, I'm going to wear these suits for the next three years. I was like, baby, once they get a picture of you, you ain't going to be able to have suit. So he's got this hot velour suit that he bought straight from Detroit, it's, it's this blue mm-hmm. velour jacket. They got him in the Inquirer last week with his gold tie and his blue velour suit, pimping, and I says, baby, it's over. The velour suit got to go to Goodwill. We, we, you, you can't got do to. it no more. Steve Harvey done seen it. Inquirer done seen it. You didn't tried to get away with it. When we did one of these other events down in friggin' at the Boys and Girls Club in Minnesota, it's over.
0: Isn't
1: that crazy? With with social media, between your Facebook and your Twitter, let alone the tabloid, you really can't wear outfit for one time.
2: No, Well, you know what, Rodney? I ain't up there at the Beyonce level. So I will wear, if you, if you really look, I'll wear an outfit three times before I retire it. And then I'll go and do stand-up comedy in the city where they don't know me and ain't seen me before. And I'll rock that outfit on the stage. Then I'll go to church. And I'm wear it as a church outfit. I know it got a lot of. I will wear it to church. I know it's got a lot of cleavage, but I cover it up with the Bible. But I will rock that outfit until I know I have got my money's worth, and then I give it to my sister.
1: And she likes good.
2: And she like good. And she, you know she bigger than me, so it's tight on her anyway. So she loves it.
1: I, I, I love your family. Your sister has always been so cool. How has how this journey that you've been on been for them? Your family, you know, your, your mom, think, your dad, your
2: sisters. They're all really proud of me. Uh, they all really supported me, although I, in the beginning it was a little rough, because, you know, and you know this as, as a comic and an actor. Your family's just like, you know, they've been watching you struggle for so long. They give you that question, when you going to get a real job? Because they want to know how <laughs> come. Th- that's the thing. They keep going with Eddie Murphy big and, and so-and-so big. How come you can't do it? And it's just like, I kept going, if you just hang in there with me. Hanging there. With, well, how many more years you gonna do this before you get that? Before you you go to your plan B? And I was like, I can't, I can't answer that question.
0: But now they there don't even no remember plan that they. B. Yeah.
2: There's no plan B, and I'm gonna say they don't even remember that they had the conversation with me. Of when you are gonna get a real job? When I ask them that, they go, "We never asked. We always knew you was gonna make it." Okay. Yeah, right. <laughs> but they're supportive. They they're very proud.
1: I, I, I'm proud, you know, just. Just to, to watch watch this journey and uh, let's rewind a little bit. How did the view even happen? I mean, did you did you walk? Did you audition? Did they know about you? What, what's the story?
2: Oh, wow, that uh, the, the view is something. It's just like when the opportunity comes, you must be ready to walk into it. Um, because oh. I had tri- I was doing a sitcom with Andy Dick and Sarah Rue called Less Than Perfect, and yep. all of my co-stars had been guests on the couch at, at at The View. My my publicist called and said, you know, can Sherry come on? I didn't even want to co-host. I just wanted to sit on the couch to promote the show. The answer was to my publicist, we don't know who Sherry Shepard is, and we don't know if she can sit on that couch for five minutes and talk. The, the answer was no. I kept calling kept calling. They kept saying, we don't know who she is, uh, and we don't know who she is from the last time you called. No.
1: What <laughs> we, happened was... We didn't even go look it up. We just don't know.
2: Thank you. We didn't even keep a file with her. But what happened was Johnny Cochran, unfortunately, he had passed away, and Star Jones had to go come to L.A. very quickly for his funeral. That was the day I happened to call again, and they said, I had just gotten off bed rest because I was pregnant. They said, if you can be on a plane this afternoon, you will co-host the show tomorrow because we can't find anybody. And I remember I was so terrified because I said, well, I didn't want to co-host. I just want to sit on the couch to promote my show. And they said, do you want it or not? And I immediately remember, like I said, Eddie Griffin said to me, do it scared. I said, heck, yeah. Got on that plane in a wheelchair because I had just gotten off bed rest. Um, they pretty much wheeled me, uh, you know, to the green room. I co-hosted, and then Joy Behar told them, she said, Sherry is so funny, whenever I'm gone on a gig, can you use her? So they, I went back home, then they called me the very next day and said, could you be on a plane because Joy's doing stand-up, and can you co-host? Star Jones told them she loved me. She said, whenever I'm gone, can you use Sherry? So they, I think I, I, I got booked a number of times as a co-host, I think I hold the record with The with the View. And then um, when Rosie came on, she said to me my very first day, I was terrified to work with Rosie because I had heard so many things. She said the very first day I was on there with Rosie when she got into that big fight with Kelly Rippa, And I sat there, and yes. I'm a comic, Rodney. They was arguing on the phone, and I was like, okay, how can I make this better with laughter? So I grabbed Rosie's titty. Can I say titty? I grabbed her boo on, on the air. <laughs> And she she loved that, and she said, I want you to be on the show with me every day. And I said, I can't because y'all work somebody's nerves. I'm going to be bald-headed. And then uh, they kept calling me back to co-host. I ended up being on the show. This is a trip. Uh, they told me I was going to co-host Thursday and Friday with Rosie, and then they called me back and they said, well, we're only going to give you one day. We're going to give the other day to somebody else, and we don't know which day we're going to give you. This is how good God is. They gave the other day to Kathy Griffin because we were both in the running for that job as co-hosts. Kathy Griffin got Friday. I got Thursday. Thursday was the day all of that stuff happened with Elizabeth and Rosie. I happened to be there. I'm sitting there going, we got to make this better with laughter. So Joy and I pretended like we were getting up and leaving. The crowd was cracking up. And they offered me that job because they said, we love the fact that you didn't make a career out of telling what happened backstage. Because I also believe when God puts you in a, in a position, don't be running your mouth about everything that goes on. You know, it's exactly. an A and B conversation. See your way out of stuff that's not your business. And everybody kept calling, go, we'll fly you out. What happened with Rosie and Elizabeth? And I was like, that's not my business. And that was one of the reasons I got hired. But had I been on there Friday, that stuff would have happened with Kathy. Maybe she might have had the job. So everybody man. liked the fact that I kept my calm, that I was funny, that I bring you know brought a lot of peace to the stage, and that's how I got the view.
1: Man, that is such a great story, man. You, you, you know, <laughs> you you're on this journey, and and I I tell my son this all the time, and you you've met my children. I tell my I son have. I said sometimes. Uh uh when god is blessing you you are not privy to all the details like some, it, i i'm sure you probably like me especially being a preacher's kid your dad is a pastor i know mm-hmm. you've been prophesized through, to throughout your whole life that you were going to do yeah. great things yep. and and but you still kind of always second guess god like god when is it going to happen i thought you said what time but i think that god a lot of times doesn't give you everything, and what, what I, the analogy I like to use is that he likes to buff you up off the radar. So when he does unveil you to the world, you're up this, this this glistening piece of work that he's worked on. And so it, it's, it's amazing to hear that story because I think people think they know your story, but they don't.
2: Well, you know, it's so funny. You you're absolutely correct. God does not give you everything because if he if he if God revealed everything He was going to do for you, we wouldn't be able to handle it. We'd be on drugs right now. It'd just be so overwhelming, you know. If He said to you all of the things that He has in mind for you, I mean, I think right now if He said Rodney, you are like, gonna get the Oscar, I, you you might lose your mind, you know. And I think He shows us a little bit of a snapshot. Of uh, So that we could have our faith You know, somebody told me one time If it was all about stability You wouldn't need to have faith And I know doing the uh-huh. view Even getting the view Like my, my third day there I said I didn't know if the earth was round or flat And I have a whole bit I do on stage about it But it was really due to nervousness Because I was uh-huh. not used The three things that I hate I don't like confrontation I don't like to, you know, get it debating And I don't like to interrupt people when they're talking uh, That's what I have to do damn, excuse me Every single day
1: that's part you of know, your job and, description. interrupt me that's
2: that is part of my job description to interrupt to confront, and to debate that 's what I get paid for and and uh they had said, you know we want to we want to have a discussion about evolution versus creation with sherry i 'm sitting there in the chair in hot topics downstairs before we got on the air going uh i uh, i, 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 I don 't debate what do you? I know what I believe, but i don 't debate it and it was sheer nervousness, and I literally blanked out. And when I came to, they told me, you said you didn't know if the earth was round or flat. I was the second most Googled person in the country. People said I should lose my job. Bill Maher said they should fire me. It was very hurtful. But the ladies rallied around me and said, we got your back. Joy Behar said, Sherry, as soon as you open your mouth, you're going to lose half the audience. But just make a stand. And from that, I learned, you know what, I need faith. Even though God has put me in this position, I, I can't do this on my own. I still need faith, you know. And so right. it, has been bit, it has been a growing process over the, you know, four years that I've been there with Ms. Goldberg and the other ladies. But, you know, he can't reveal to you everything he's going to do because you wouldn't need to have faith. And it's always with God. It's always about walking in faith.
1: Absolutely. Let, let, let's let's talk about that for a second. In terms of um, for for me, this is my first time encountering the media. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they 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 came out. They said the Monique show uh, was going on indefinite hiatus. Whoever knows yeah. what that means, please give me a call. But <laughs> but that's beside the, the point. I start getting crazy calls. Like anybody that I've ever known that that's been on a radio show or a TV show, call me. And, you know, that was my first encounter with dealing with that phenomenon. You've mm-hmm. had to deal with that as a as a, a person that's attached to such a successful show. How crazy is it to really deal with the media on that level?
2: It can get really crazy, and you have to always remember, you know, everybody thinks they know what what is going on behind the scenes, and they don't. And you always have to remember to keep, you know, uh, be be discreet, and you know you have to. It's it's you're 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 towing a line with the media. You don't want to let them know everything. Uh, it gets crazy. I know. You know when Whoopi and Joy walked off the set when Bill O'Reilly came on the show, uh-huh. and I was doing some interviews for Steve Harvey for his charity that he does at Disney World. I'm sitting in the chair right. just thinking, we're gonna have a good time talking about you know charity, Steve Harvey's charity benefit in the youth. And I got a tag, Well, what did you? They walked off with Bill O'Reilly, and I, I it threw me, Rodney, because I was like, "That's not right. what I'm here for." I didn't walk off the set, but they wouldn't let it go, and so now I'm used to no matter what I do with the media, they always want to know about something that's going on with the View. So it's just uh, right. you know, I pr- I pray a lot before I do it, and you smile and you be gracious, and uh, I think you got to know, yeah, discreetness is the word. I think right. you can write the book. You can write the book later. But uh, you know, always being discreet, and, and also knowing that the media, you know, you can't take it to heart because they're gonna print what they want to print. And this is the first question like I not. thought would be like it or not. You can come out and say this is the truth. This is what really happened. And they, it, it, if they don't think it's gonna sell, they will print something else. And so you have to know. I got my close friends and my family. They know me. They know my heart. And, and you got to keep on moving.
1: You, you you work you work a lot with foundations. Um yeah uh uh YAI I, I, how do you it? is thats it YAI is it YAI is it, is it National Institute for People with Disabilities uh you yes. work with the March of Dimes you work with Embrace uh you yes. work with uh uh Hales Franciscan mm-hmm. why, why does Sherry Shepherd give back that way
2: Because there's a scripture in the Bible that says to whom much is given much is required and, you know, the first two, YAI and March of Dimes, I work with. I'm very passionate about premature babies and stopping premature births because my son was born at five and a half months, and he weighed a pound and ounces, and he almost, he almost died, but we had a miracle at the very last minute. And I did not know that premature births are the highest in African American and Latino communities which means we have a problem with our young girls they're not being educated on how to take care of these babies and and how to bring them to carry them to term they don't have the money they don't have the health care i was blessed to have health care but i you know until i happened with jeffrey i didn't i didn't know that so i'm i'm very passionate about these two organizations and, and you know, if you do have a child that has uh developmental delays or disabilities or autism which my my son went through, there are services out here that can help you. You know, Rodney, as um you, you know, i I can only speak for being black because this 'cause I'm black. You know it was those times you seen somebody in your neighborhood you was like something wasn't quite right with them but all their mama did was hit them upside the head and told them well, to sit right still. just
1: bad. Yeah, it it was just
2: bad You know why are you running all over the place And it was like there's a lot of kids in our community Who have developmental delays And there are a lot of services That help the other cultures And we don't even know about it And I really just I like to work with these organizations To let people know There are services that will help your child If you think that there's something wrong with your your child They're not hearing They're not responding You know they're not like the other kids There are services that will help you And and we pay taxes for these services So they're free and so that's what I they helped my son. He went from saying only two words to, to you know, I come to the door and he goes, Mommy, you're gorgeous. I'm a good rapper, Mommy. You know? <laughs> so, I love it. He asked Lady Gaga the other day, he met her, he was like, Will you go to school with me? <laughs> I mean, he is just like, so it's like a miracle what this organization, YAI, has done for him. And, and free is what I'm saying. And so I now work with Embrace. They help homeless people out. Uh, this Hales Franciscan, those two uh, organizations, instead of getting gifts for our wedding, we wanted people to donate to them because Hales House, Hales Franciscan Academy in Chicago, they help uh, 100% of their young black men go to college. So anything where it's like a young black man can go get some higher education and maybe follow the steps of President Obama, I want to help.
1: Now, now, is it is it true? I know, I know the rumor mill has got this one. Uh-huh. Are we gonna see Sherry Shepherd dancing on the stars? <sighs> uh. <laughs> but, but before you even answer, don't answer that. Don't answer that. I know you
0: will kill it. You know
2: the thing. I would love, I would love, love, love to do Dancing with the Stars, and you know, right now, you still little talks. About it, You know, I, I hope I can get a mean sound. But, I, I, you know, the thing about it is I know I got rhythm. I can dance. I don't know. I think my boobs may too, be too big to be doing the Foxtrot, Rodney. I'm watching the show, and this is – And, Rodney, I got to say, because you and me, we go back a long way. You have known me a long time. You have seen my boobs go up and down. Can, really, can you visualize me doing a Foxtrot? You don't do, do
1: nothing with bouncing.
2: Yeah, so that's what I gotta work on my bouncing because I ain't found a good bra yet that's gonna hold these puppies down when I do that dog on when they gotta lift me in the hey, air. First,
1: first of all, them ain't no puppies,
0: them full grown dogs. <laughs> <laughs> <I> got, <laughs> wow, wow. <laughs> now
1: now let me ask you this that we, we talked about fashion a little bit earlier, but um what's the, how how hard is I mean, first of all, you, you you're the you're the black woman on the view. So right. you're you're you and you're the non conventional beauty in terms mm-hmm. of, of what we see in the media. Right. Do you do you actively take responsibility for for the little girls? Just imagine how many little girls you're influencing. You know, you know I'm a father of five girls. So mm-hmm. just imagine, have you ever wrapped your mind around how many little girls are gonna have another option because Sherry Shepherd is on TV every day.
2: Well, you know, I, I know just looking at our First Lady, who is a true blue black woman, how inspiring yeah. that is for me. And I know when I was a little girl, we didn't have – the Brady Bunch was my show. I, you know, I wanted to be Cindy Brady. I walked around with a towel on my head because I thought it was long hair. Every baby doll that my family gave to me was a little white baby doll. So I didn't have yeah. very many, um, you know – People that I saw on TV So when little girls come up to me And they hug me And, you know, they're so shy I love the fact that I could be a role model to them And the fact that I look black You know, I got my nose I ain't got no, ain't got no booty stuck on my back I ain't got, you know Everything pretty much is real I fixed the gap in my tooth But other than that, everything pretty much is real And so... Yeah, I, I love the fact that I can be, and you know, it even—I know—because people get on me because I wear the wigs and the weaves, and sometimes I, you know, I, I do see a lot of the little girls out here, you know, young wearing these weaves and wigs, and I'm just like, oh y'all, it, you know, that bothers me a little bit. I'm not ready to go all natural and get, and get my locks on and my dreads on, you know. Right now, I, I, I try to explain to the girls the reason why I wear weaves and the reason why I wear wigs is because. Doing There's a lot of actresses out here When we do day-to-day stuff And all the heat products that they put in our hair We would all be yeah. black Sinead O'Connors We would be bald-headed If we didn't have <laughs> hair That they could mess around with You know, so that, you know I, I hope that they These little girls are seeing more and more people On, on that screen And that TV um, You know, the TV that look like them Where well, you know good and well That's a black woman
1: yeah,
2: that's a sister right there.
1: She went on. That's a sister. Now, now, has being busty helped you or hurt you or or, or not or, or not at all? Has it affected you at all?
2: That's so funny because my entire stand-up for years, I would have to, when I got on stage, I would have to get out, get that out of the way and talk about how large my boobs were. So uh, Because otherwise I would get heckled so badly. I remember being on stage and, you know, dudes would be like, damn. You know, your movie is big. and
0: you're doing a and, church
2: show. And I'm doing a church show. I'm like, you know, pastor, good grief. Can I tell you, Rodney? I did a church show with our with our mutual friend Bone Hampton. we Bone
1: Hampton, one of the best comedians out there, partner. Go
2: ahead. That is my best male friend, Bone, and we did a church in Nashville, Tennessee. So I'm on stage, and I'm just, I'm killing them. And then I could hear it laughter, and I was like, okay, well, why are they laughing? Then they started heckling me. They, said, they started saying, put on another shirt. And I said, wait a minute, I know the saints ain't heckling me. Do you know what happened? Bone came out on the stage, because I was the headliner. Bone came out on the stage with his blazer. Now, you know, Bone is six feet. I'm five one, so he got this huge blazer. He said, Sherry, put my jacket on. I said, I don't want to put a jacket on. I got a cute shirt on. He said, put the jacket on. So put the jacket on. I walked off stage, Rodney, and that's when Bone told me, and he was very embarrassed. He said, Sherry, the air conditioners are on full blast. Your, your, your little... Your things are hard, and the church is the same for telling you to put another shirt on. And, you, and that I had to go back on stage and finish my 45 minutes with Bones' big old blazer covering my shirt.
0: Uh, hilarious. <laughs>
2: so I, So the pastor told me, don't never wear that shirt on stage again in the house of God. And <laughs> so, um,
1: that built in a
0: sick
2: but, you know, a lot of people, you know what, God gave them to me, Rodney. I love them. Every, you know, my ex-husband loved them. My fiance loves them. My friends love them. I, and people always go, you need to get a breast reduction. No. They're here for a reason, and until I go into the grave, they're going to be with me. So have they been a help? I think so. I think, you know, because I love them so much I carry myself a, a certain way, it has never been a hindrance.
1: Right. Okay, I, I'm not going to hold you much longer. Uh, we, we we covered a lot, and it, it's been so – I've learned about you, that stuff that I didn't know. Let's talk about Oh, get that. out of here.
2: We didn't know each other, too. I remember when we first met, you came around the corner at the Laugh Actors, me and Bones standing there. Do you remember? You had a black trench coat on, and you came around the corner, and all I remember <laughs> was this guy has this big, huge, megawatt smile, and I have to say, you have never, ever lost your smile, and that's what I love about you, Rodney. Because you've always been, you've always been so positive throughout your career, and people love to be around you. You're like a magnet because you carry such a spirit of joy inside, and I love you so
1: much. <laughs>
2: you are my friend. You remember coming to the coming to the house? When we used to have pool parties. Wait a
1: minute, wait a minute. Let me tell y'all this: Sharon Shepherd throws the best parties <laughs> in the world. But but it ain't like no, it, it, it it's like Hollywood kind because of, there are like Hollywood people there, but it's some right. regular people party. Like you know, you was the first person I saw to have a jumper in the front yard for the kids, and and you know, and and a lifeguard around the pool, and you know somebody on the grill barbecuing in the corner, Domino's in the other corner, and Spades <laughs> over here, and. And, and, you know, and you're in the backyard, and you're sitting next to somebody you've seen on TV your whole life, and they cool, and it, it was just, you know, it was just refreshing to see that how how dope black Hollywood could be. And, and you yeah. know, I think your parties was one of the first Hollywood parties I went to, you know. So, yeah, you, uh-huh. you, Sherry Shepard, so was an incredible party.
2: Well, I just certainly I just love you. I just have to say I'm so proud of you and it's nice to be able to sit and talk
1: and go, Boy, remember when. Remember when. I can remember and this gonna take you back. I can remember Sherry Shepherd on the stage at Fifth Street Dicks, which is in lamar Park, if you ever if you ever been to LA, it's a small room. The room set above another room. And it was up not it was upstairs. You probably couldn't, You all the comedy couldn't go up there during the show because it was so small. And it was so
2: small. We did it with see. Green Eyes. Remember Green Eyes?
1: Wait a minute. Green Eyes called me yesterday. You kidding me? Green Eyes, Green Eyes was a comedian. He had the most outlandish act you've ever seen. And yeah, Green yeah. Throw your hands together. Green Eyes is now has his own tailoring shop in Los Angeles. You know, he had a, a little bout with the law for a little while, and he's now a free man, and he has his own. He's making suits. Maybe he could make something <laughs> for I'm going to have
2: to call Green Eyes. I remember when we had a pool party and Kat would bring Micah, his son, Yeah. we'd be playing table. I mean, it's just. You know, it's so. Kat
1: Williams, who is now like a lot of a lot of our peer group, the people that was around during that time are really doing great right now, and it's, yeah. it's really a testament to, to what that time was because you were the first one to get any success. Man. you were the first person I saw that I was like Sherry doing it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> remember, we used to you go know. to the Christ Remember that Christian restaurant off Manchester, and we could eat was all you could eat buffet, as long as we did clean yeah, comedy.
1: Stepping Step up. We would go there to eat. Stepping up had a buffet and we would go there viz D, you know, and let us come in. And that was one. that was the first time that, you know, Cat Williams, myself, that we had to be completely clean and not just clean, but but Christian comedy clean.
0: Christian and, comedy uh, I clean. Think
1: that, that allowed us to grow like exponentially going to that place and uh and Sherry Shepard was one of the great comedians that would come through that. So yeah, absolutely, I remember that.
2: Uh, the casino, the casino in, in was it Hollywood Compton or Eaglewood? Hollywood
1: Park. Hollywood Park Casino, <laughs> yep. I used to do a room over there. Cat had a room over there. Sherry would come bless the stage. Bone would come bless yeah. the stage. And, and we all kind of grew comedically. And, and I remember when you booked Jamie Foxx.
2: When I booked I Jamie remember, Fox. I
1: when you booked Jamie Foxx, and, and, and I was like, wow, man, Sherry is really doing it. But you always you you always to me had a great mix of what we look at as the mainstream and being connected to, you know, the black folks at the same time. So, you know, was that deliberate for you?
2: You know, it's so funny. I've always um I've always just felt like, you know, your comedy has to it has to, you know, go past just who's in front of you. I've always felt that way. And it and it's just served me very well. It's so funny you bring back Jamie Foxx. You want to know how I booked a, a recurring role on Jamie Foxx playing Sheila?
0: Uh-huh.
2: Jamie booked me for one episode. I auditioned, and I got the role. That was only supposed to be one time because it was fancy sister circle, I think. It supposed to be a one-time exactly. gig. I had one line, and I happened to be sitting near Jamie, and I said, I'm having so much fun on this show. Jamie is so funny. We go way back, Jamie and I and you, and I'm having so much fun. I want to come back. So every time I did my line, but every time Jamie talked, I would get on top of him and hug him and put my put my hand on his leg, and it would make him laugh. <laughs> so he would take my hand off his leg, and I would get up close to him again, like, I want you, Jamie. And he kept going, what are you doing? And And that just, he liked it so much that he kept bringing me back, and I always would try to do stuff within the scene to make Jamie laugh, (laughs) and and so he kept bringing me back. I think I wanted to be in his music video, and I just kept making funny faces and doing funny dances, and every time Jamie laughed, I knew I was going to be in another episode of the Jamie Foxx show.
1: Beautiful. I, I, I love it. You you are the absolute best. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening right now, this is Rodney Perry Live. We're talking to Sherry Shepard. Sherry, you're about to get married. Now, you've yes. done this before. Uh, I know people are talking. I know people are going, I'm just sure. But I've had the pleasure of meeting this, this giant man that is your <laughs> fiancé. And when I say uh, being in your president presence and seeing mm-hmm. – Somebody that you have the love, I believe you deserve, is completely impressive to me. So, you know, I, I wish y'all all the best, all the best, and I'm oh. excited to see what's what's next in your your next chapter. You know, so so are you ready?
2: I am ready. We we're getting married this Saturday, so we're getting married I think in four days in Chicago. Get here. In Chicago, so I'm ready. Is your dad going to perform the ceremony? No, my father's not gonna perform. He's gonna sit down and enjoy the show. I just want everybody <laughs> in my my bridesmaids are Nisi Nash, Yvette Nicole Brown, and Kim Whitley, or Crazy Kim. Those yeah. three are my bridesmaids and Elizabeth Hasselbeck. And uh we just gonna have a really good time. We work we got a bridal dance that we worked on, so we're gonna have a good time and uh I'm I'm looking forward to uh Mary Life.
1: You know what? We, me and my wife will be in Chicago. We might crash to it.
2: If you're there, please come
1: by. We we might crash to it. That's a, 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 You know what? Uh, we leave tonight because we're going to visit my grandmother in Chicago. My kids have never really spend no time around my grandma, so we're go, okay. we going up to Chicago to spend some time with the family. And we will be in town, so we we may come back and bring bring a gift. Wait,
2: will you be in town on the 13th? Yeah. Well, you know what? Then I'm gonna shoot you the information. Please, I want you there.
1: Done deal. Done deal. Consider okay. it done. Ladies and gentlemen, that's the show for today. Um, Sherry, any part words, anything for my audience, man? I, you, you, give me some, give me some words to live by.
2: Wow! Again, I say, run towards the very thing that you fear, because if you do, blessings are on the other side.
1: Hey, I can't say it no better than that. This is Rodney Perry Live. You have been completely blessed today. Sherry Shepherd, this is my friend. This is your friend. Go to our website. That's www.SherryShepard.com. That's S-H-E-R-R-I. S H E P H E R D dot com. Incredible website. Incredible lady. Incredible human being. Thank you so much, Sherry. I, I can't I can't tell you how much I appreciate this conversation. I love you, and congratulations, because Thank God you, ain't finished
2: you yeti. You I either. Bet. I love you, you, too. You. Okay. Bye-bye. I love you. Good. With Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
0: This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway, and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky.